0: Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler.
1: And my name is Chris Schauer. And And we we are are Generally generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events,
0: culture, whatever else we want from a Generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the US. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick
1: around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in hello <laughs> we are back i am back yeah i'm from, back. The, from my trip to vegas
0: i <laughs> guess who's back <laughs> back again <laughs> yeah i think that's is that reference too old though uh, i really hope not uh slim shady isn't that slim Shady? i, I remember
1: uh my dad having uh M- mtv up when i was like seven or eight and seeing that on mtv
0: yeah, um, I, when uh, when MTV still had music, <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that still had music videos, so uh, Without Me, that's the song, sorry, from Eminem, so Guess is back, back again. Yeah, I think if you go one generation back, then it's Ice Ice Baby, and I think that's definitely too old. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably too old. No, but you're back, so how long have you been I- back? So
1: <clears throat> we're recording this on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, we landed back in Billings at 2.30 in the morning, eight days ago, I guess. So not yesterday, but the Friday before.
0: And so how long were you gone?
1: Uh, so we left. I worked a half day Monday. We, lo- we got on a plane that afternoon. So we were there part Monday, mm-hmm. all of Tuesday, all of Wednesday, Got back on a plane Thursday night, landed back Friday morning.
0: Oh. Hmm. And how long was the flight? Didn't you say it was two hours?
1: So we flew direct down. Uh, Billings to Vegas is super easy. It's just a two-hour direct flight. Uh, It was cheaper to go back uh, on a different airline. So Mm -hmm. instead of a direct, we went Vegas to Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Billings. Each of those flights is only supposed to be an hour. Oh. Uh, but there was a fueling issue on the runway in Salt Lake city. So we sat on the plane for over two hours before we even took <laughs> off.
0: Yeah. I've, uh, I've always had that. I've, that happens to me every time. So the, my most memorable story though of my, of flying is I flew in on, I think it was August 4th. I flew from Germany back to the U S and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but we had to circle Chicago and i i asked the suitors like we've been flying around chicago for almost 2 hours like why and it's like well it's obama's birthday and he's landing in chicago and so because the, the obama's coming to the airport um they closed the airport down so they had they closed the whole airport down so that he could land and we ran out of fuel <laughs> and we had to go to a different airport and long story short it took, like, three hours longer than it had to. Has that ever happened to you, like, where your plane just ran out of fuel?
1: No, no. Only, oh. only the too much fuel thing that I just had.
0: Oh, too much fuel? No, I've never had that. Yeah. Uh,
1: and It sounds like it was more than just a too much fuel issue. It was like... I'm not sure how this works, but whatever device they used to fuel a plane gave mm-hmm. a different number than the plane was giving, and the paperwork uh. had a different number, so it was this was like... You know, it's almost midnight, or basically, it was past midnight, and they're doing this paperwork thing on the ground in Salt Lake City, and it was not a quick process.
0: Oh, wow. That's crazy. I didn't... I've never had that with too much fuel. Like I said, we, I, we've we ran out of fuel once or twice, which is super scary. Um, I do know if, if they have excess fuel that they'll pour it out in the air. Like, they have a lever for that.
1: Yeah, but I imagine, like, that's an emergency in-the-air maneuver, not a on-the-ground yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. But anyway, that was horrible, but mm. Vegas itself was, as always, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some interesting ch- things that have changed since the last time I've been there.
0: Um, uh, oh, before you get too far along, because I completely forgot. what. So, we have to talk about the weather, so we're, we're, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we've got it ahead of ourselves. So, the weather here, um, it's finally spring. Uh, well, te- legal and uh, not legally, technically, <laughs> legally, I don't know if there's a term for that, but technically, it's not spring. But um, it hit twenty degrees Celsius today, which I think is like sixty degrees Fahrenheit, um, maybe. But it was pretty nice. Uh, besides that, since you've been gone, <laughs> by Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> <laughs> since you've been gone, um, it's been raining nonstop, and today was the first day where. You know, you heard the birds and the bees, so you really feel like, oh, it's, you know, it's finally spring, so, yeah. That
1: sounds amazing. Yeah. It's, it was very cold here when we left. It was very cold when we came back. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get nicer. I think the high is like 49 Fahrenheit today. It's supposed to kind of stay a high 40s, low 50s for a while, but there's a couple dips and some snow coming, but...
0: Snow? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> the It, it never it never lets go easy here, but it does eventually. Mm. you'd never know it come summer it's so hot in the summer
0: yeah like how hot does it get
1: it gets around a hundred it's we get hundreds a little overs pretty consistently
0: yeah for for everyone else i think that's like 40 degrees celsius um so that's pretty pretty hot um uh, I, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, I, 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 love it. I love it. Yeah. I think, I think everyone knows, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but anyway, uh, Vegas was interesting. Okay. Like I, like I've said before, the last time I was in Vegas was January, 2020. So right before mm-hmm. the world shut down. So mm. things have changed quite a bit. Uh, table prices went up like, like, uh, bet minimums at tables. Which is not surprising, just considering inflation and they need to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, this absolutely has to be a COVID era thing. There's lots of virtual dealing machines now, so um, I sat down at like a virtual blackjack table, which was cheaper than a physical table, five dollar minimum, and it was just it's just blackjack, and there's like a a screen with a with a lady on it that you know animates and deals you cards, and they have that. That same kind of thing for craps, roulette, um, ultimate Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty funny, you know, or pretty fun. Sitting at tables can be like kind of a high stress situation if you're not confident or you're new. And these, the virtual tables are cheaper and it's a good way to actually learn the games. So I, I think overall that's a pretty good change.
0: I don't know if I've ever heard of that, like a virtual table
1: maybe i'm not explaining it well but it's no, basically just like you know like you know you go to sit at a video poker mas- yeah. machine it's just a touch screen that's basically it's just a fancy version of that basically
0: oh okay now i i knew what you meant i just like i don't know if i've ever heard of that but um that sounds a lot like the slot machines really but those are all digital now too i think
1: uh there's still some physical ones what's interesting is even basically every strip casino they have like a smaller section where there's like older machines, like older mm. video poker, older physical slots, just you know, some people prefer the older stuff and might you know,
0: might as well have it. Yeah, I mean that I think I'm one of those people who prefers like old fashioned stuff. Um so did so did you win big? I guess that's what everyone wants to know.
1: Uh I did not win big. Uh. I'm probably down overall, but It's hard to keep track because I bought like a I brought like a stack of 20s and like $500 (laughs) bills. So you feed like a $100 bill into a machine. And if you walk away with $140 and you go cash it out, you don't have that $100 bill anymore. So it's kind of hard to keep track of where I was at. But Uh, I I, I definitely went up on some games and I went down on some games. mm -hmm. Um, Overall, I probably lost money, but not that much. And, you know, you're getting entertainment value. So I, I have no problems with it
0: really i mean yeah i mean i guess that's one way of looking at it i think everyone wants to go to vegas to make it big uh did any of your friends make it big there are they sharing uh
1: yeah my my roommate i went with he he always seems to come out ahead in mm. vegas he i think he yeah he i think he walked away like maybe up like 150 160 oh, wow. which keep in mind with how expensive everything is there they still they still made plenty of money like we we went to a uh, we went to Hell's Kitchen Gordon Ramsay's famous restaurant. Uh, I don't necessarily condone the way he conducts his business, but the food's good.
0: Oh wait wait and wait! We... You can't skip over that. So um, is that like some, is that like a chain or is that his personal restaurant?
1: So he has I think there's a handful of them. Like mm-hmm. there's one in Vegas and then I think there's one back in the UK.
0: That's it. Just the I two? think so. There uh, might
1: okay. be more than one, but the food's fantastic. We did uh we me and him did a three-course meal.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: three-course meal is
0: $95. Was I mean, was it worth it?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, then, you know, you get a drink with it. The drink is $20. You add a 20% tip on top of that, and it's it's oh, wow. not it's not a cheap time.
0: Uh and so you, you said you don't like the way he runs it? Or... I,
1: I I just don't appreciate, like this, this is a tangent, but I, okay. I just don't, I know he's mostly doing it for the camera, like Hell's uh-huh. Kitchen UK and all that stuff is very different. He's yelling on camera to like, you know, it's reality TV, it gets views, it's interesting. Mm. The problem is people see that and think like, oh, that's what it takes to be a successful chef and it's kind of perpetuated a toxic kitchen culture that the industry already has a big problem with. But that's, huh. that's a huge tangent. That's a huge
0: oh, tangent. Okay, we'll come back to that in another episode. I, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Uh, but
1: you know what's great? Hmm. And it's my fa- It's one of my favorite things, and we do it every time we go to Vegas. The Taco Bell Cantina that's on the Strip. Uh, Why is that? So, uh, also another tangent, because I can't get away from these today. Butte, Montana, apparently has a Taco Bell Cantina now. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out next time I'm over there. So... Taco Bell Cantina is basically just a fancy Taco Bell that you can get alcohol from. Okay. So I ordered, uh, I ordered a Mountain Dew Baja Blast, uh, alcoholic slushy with two shots of Fireball, that mm-hmm. was twice as expensive as my entire food order combined, which is mm. hilarious because you know Vegas food and booze prices are so high. But Taco Bell does not increase their food prices on the Strip. Their alcohol is expensive, like everything else is. But I always take a picture where it's like, "Oh look, I got five dollars worth of food
0: and a fifteen dollar drink." Well, that so so talk about sells alcohol in Vegas, or
1: you you mean just a Taco Bell that just has booze? Yeah, I mean it, it's almost everywhere it does. Like I've seen Subways where you can get beer. Like, when you're on the Strip, when you're on the Strip. So, what's interesting, and I actually learned about this, Mm -hmm. the Vegas Strip is technically in an unincorporated town called Paradise. (laughs) Um, This gives them a bunch of, I don't know if that, it basically gives them a whole bunch of uh, privileges Mm -hmm. and exemptions. It's not technically in Las Vegas, but it's Las Vegas.
0: Ah, okay. But yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, uh, whenever you're in Vegas, if you ever go, I mean it's so expensive. But here's the thing: you already paid a lot of money to get there. You're paying a lot of money to stay there. You have to make it worth it. There are world-class restaurants everywhere. If you are not going to them at some point, you're mm-hmm. kind of doing yourself a disservice. It's it's fan like I went to a wolf. We went to a Wolfgang Puck restaurant the night we landed. That we've been to a handful of times, and it's it's always I got like a tomato squid ink pasta. Uh, it was fantastic.
0: A tomato, it's always a great time. A tomato squidding pot? That's that's so new to me.
1: Squid Ink is great. Don't huh. be afraid of Squid Ink. It's great. And uh, went to a few shows, because also when you're in Vegas, you have to go to shows. That's yeah. that's part of it. If you order them in advance, you can get them pretty cheap. So which shows uh, went, did you go to? So we went and saw the Blue Man Group, which, oh, you know... Right. Yeah. Yep, they they have a residency show at the Luxor there. They also have a group that tours around. The Blue mm. Man Group is not just one group, like it's a it's a show. You know, there's more than one Blue Man group out there.
0: Ah, okay. See, that's one something I was really confused because for my whole life I assumed it was like like a band, like it was the same group of people um but now I know it's just nope. it's a brand name changes out. And what's interesting, so
1: and the guy in the gift shop was actually talking to us about this, because uh, I bought a shot glass for my boss. She she collects shot glasses. Uh-huh. The uh, when the the traveling blue man group, you know, they're super famous, so they sell out these huge arenas, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a very different experience. So the Luxor Theater for them is really small. So they come mm-hmm. out and do audience stuff. They walk around the crowd. They like pick on people. Like it's a it's a very different experience. You can't do that in an arena with you know. Five digits worth of people, but you can do it in a room. Man, the human brain is very bad at calculating. Probably a little over a thousand people capacity. hmm It's hard to say for sure, but it's not a big theater at all. And uh, we went and saw one of the, I guess one of the more classic shows, Tournament of Kings, mm-hmm. which is a show that's been running for twenty, no, thirty-three years. Yeah, nineteen ninety. It's basically like a medieval Arthurian fantasy kind of show. They're they're they run a they're riding around on horses, jousting, sword fighting. Um, there's magic. There's an evil wizard. There's Merlin. Oh, and they 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 serve you a plate of like really basic okay food that you have to <laughs> eat with your hands, but the people with me didn't love the food but i thought it's like yeah it's part of the charm like i'm ripping apart this cornish game hen and eating this super tough roll and roasted potatoes with my hand but if we were in this setting it would be a tough roll so it's like it's immersive
0: i'm here yeah so i guess it's part of the experience but i kind of want to i guess pedal back a bit so like the blue blue man group because we've talked about them a few times so what exactly do they do do, like, sing, dance? Like... So,
1: the, na- na- absolutely not sing. They, they don't speak.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: They're, they're basically just blue mimes, Mm-hmm. but better. So, it, it's kind of a variety musical act. So, one of their opening acts is, like, they, they all, they'll do, like, drums, and they'll do, like, the, the pi- I, I, there's a name for it. It's, like, the pipe drum or something, Mm-hmm. where you have, like, all this PVC pipe you put together, and you can oh, hit it, and it'll yeah. make a note. And you can add pieces to it, or you know, shorten it like a trom, like a trombone, and you'll get a different note. Uh, that's really cool. They do like some physical gags. Like there was a gag where they had where one guy caught like thirty marshmallows in his mouth and mm-hmm. had to like make them all fit. Uh, there was an audience participation bit where she like came on stage and uh, was a part of like a like a dinner date skit. Like it, w- it's. I don't know, it, it's, it's hard to describe, it's it, it's a musical variety show and it's fun, mm-hmm. I probably had the worst seat in the house, I was on like the extreme right in the second to front row, uh, so I couldn't even see everything that was happening the whole time, but what was kind of cool, was I could kind of see some stuff I wasn't supposed to.
0: Okay, like what?
1: So like in that dinner date skit, the lady they brought on stage, they set her up with like a foot pedal for one of the one of the gags. Mm -hmm. obviously the audience isn't supposed to see that but i can i i kind of like that like you're not supposed to but i'm that guy when you go to like magic shows i'm trying to like i'm entertained Mm. but i'm also trying to figure out like okay how are they doing this like that's fun that's fun to me so that that was kind of cool
0: okay no i definitely didn't know that um i assumed the blue man group was like I don't know, like a a dancing group or a singing group. I had no idea what they actually do, but the whole like making music with like the PVC pipes. um, I've seen a lot of renditions of that on YouTube where people will do like, uh, I don't know, like video game music and like kind of hit them with paddles uh, and and make like a a xylophone. Yep. They did that.
1: They, They did, they did a lot with pipes, but especially the, the paddle thing. That was really cool.
0: Uh, and how long does that go on for
1: I, I mean there's a bunch of different acts like I, I don't know it's it's hard to describe without making it sound stupid because okay. it is stupid <laughs> but, but they're professionals and they it's just really cool and mm. they have like up up in behind the stage they have like a drummer in a cage and like a guitarist so there's like supporting musical stuff happening at all times
0: mm. uh
1: but and then they do a thing where they like have uh, drums out and they pour like uh, paint on it and they'll beat the drums and paint goes everywhere and I, 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 it's just it's hard to describe it's it's such a bizarre show but it works.
0: So I, I guess it sounds like something that you have to experience live then.
1: Yeah, you yeah. you do.
0: So everyone listening has to go to Vegas and experience <laughs> experience it for themselves
1: hey they also travel if if they it's a different thing if they come by you but do check it out
0: do they is it only like the continental u.s or do they travel to europe
1: uh they have to have been to europe at some point Uh. i know so of the three of us that went to vegas i was the only one who had never seen blue man group Mm -hmm. the two of them saw it in seattle once in high school
0: Mm, okay no i would never i've never seen them either um, I've never seen any kind of traveling show, like, uh, Blue Man Group, Chippendales. <laughs> none, <laughs> none of that.
1: But it's fun. It's, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a good variety of things. And, uh, I also, I, I think Tournament of Kings is more fun. So what is I don't that? think it's a better show,
0: but it's just so stupidly fun. So the, the Tournament of Kings is like the medieval night Yeah,
1: and, and like, the way it works, so there's, like, eight country, and so the idea is, like, there's King Arthur, Mm -hmm. and he invites eight kings from eight other countries, and they're the knights of the round table, and they're doing a tournament, and, uh, it's just kind of, like, a for fun, camaraderie type thing, and then it gets crashed by, uh, by the evil dragon wizard and his dragon knight, so there's, there's nine sections, uh, eight sections, for each country, so we were in Norway, and you're supposed to, you know, root for your king, mm-hmm. which is fun. And then there's like the more expensive section is the dragon section, and you're supposed to like root for the villains. Mm. And uh, they there's like they teach you early on like uh, Merlin comes out and like gives the whole like rundown of the show, and he he puts up a mug at one point and says here here and drinks. And looks out to the audience and like, oh, we're gonna need to fix this. So he Merlin had to teach us how to say when to say huzzah and when to say <laughs> here, here and drink.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: It's again, it's it's dumb fun, but it's it's really fun. The entrance. So it's in the Excalibur, and the Excalibur is like one of the least nice hotels on the Vegas Strip. So mm-hmm. to get to the show, you go from the casino main floor, you go down some stairs, there's like a kid's arcade down there and it looks like it's pulled like right out of the like mid nineties. Like it does not look like a nice arcade and the machines are fine. Just like the floor and everything like the vibe Mm -hmm. and you line up in the arcade to get into the show. (laughs) Like there's just this huge line of people in the middle of this arcade. It's not, it's not well designed or thought out at all, but that's just where the show's been for 33 years you know, it's it's an it's a special arena that I imagine mm. connects to stables and stuff like that. You
0: can't just move it. Oh well. no, I didn't. I didn't know that. I've I've heard of the Excalibur. I think maybe we talked about that in the last episode. Um, but that I mean that sucks that it's in the middle of an arcade, <laughs> or that you're waiting in the middle of an arcade.
1: Yeah, I mean we. They, they get you through pretty quick. One of the interesting things about Vegas shows... And like like I said for the Blue Man Group... You would think like these are like hugely famous, popular people... That are mm-hmm. doing these shows. But they're doing more than one show a day... Like five days a week. And you have to come to them. The theaters are small. So the line's not that bad. They get you in pretty quick. Oh, wow. Huh. Like once the line actually started moving... For both shows less than five minutes... From line moving to me in my seat.
0: Mmm. And how long does that show last? The one, I, Excalibur?
1: Uh, I think that was like a 90 minute show.
0: Okay, that's a decent movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it had like a plot. There was like... From what I can tell, it changes every time. Because you can kind of... It's kind of like a WWE, in a sense. Like, you can script like a general idea of where you want it to go. But sometimes things just happen. Like it's a tournament and you can kind of script like oh so and so should win this sword fight right mm-hmm. but one of the competitions was a javelin throw and even if someone's supposed to win i mean you can just as easily act you know intentionally. you can just as easily miss as hit the javelin target you know whether or not you're trying to do that is
0: i thought wwe was real
1: I mean, they really do it.
0: I'm just kidding. (laughs) But honestly, when, you know... uh, I mean, we talk about this uh, more in depth in other episodes. But when I was a kid, I really thought it was real. Um, And everyone's like, oh, wrestling, it's so fake. But I was like, no, no. I mean, it looks pretty real. And then you realize, like, no, they're just scripting. They're going through the motions and all that. But... But sometimes
1: stuff happens and you have yeah. to roll with it.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's I especially
1: because mean... they're you know they're riding horses and mm. they're animals. Sometimes animals just do stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So there was another. I can't remember the. You described a place last time in Vegas that you said that you were going to go to, that was kind of like um. Like, a walkway that was covered with glass? Like, it was, like, oh, under, like a yeah, glass yeah. Free, ceiling? Oh, yeah,
1: Fremont Street, old yeah. Vegas. Yeah,
0: so did you go there?
1: We, okay, we didn't actually go there. Mm-hmm. We, we were too busy. But I just remembered a super cool place we did go I want to talk about. Okay. And this isn't unique to Vegas. They have these in bigger cities, but I'd never been to one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever heard of Topgolf?
0: Topgolf? Is that, like, mini-golf?
1: Oh, man, it's, it's so much <laughs> better. So, uh... <laughs> It's it's a driving range, mm-hmm. and it's a four story driving range. Depending on what level you want to be at, the higher is more expensive. And so you rent your time, and then you can like order drinks and food while you're there. Mm. And they have clubs. And now this driving range has like targets, mm. and the the golf balls have RFID chips in them. And you can go up to the screen and you can play like, you can do like a score attack where you like aim for the targets. You can do, like, all these different games. You can even play Angry Birds. And it's just so <laughs> fun. And we we did 90 minutes over there. And uh, that, either that or Tournament of Kings was the highlight of the trip. Because it was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it was also kind of, you know, everywhere in Vegas is so loud. And that place was loud, too. But it was not horrible. So it was a nice change of pace.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, I can imagine uh, Vegas is pretty loud.
1: It actually, so, I, I was telling Chris about this before we started, but it, it gets overwhelming. So, I've been back, like, eight days now. And I was originally going to go to work the Friday after I got back with our flight delayed. I, I'm not going to work uh, on less than three hours of sleep for something that's not my fault.
0: Oh, uh, so you I'm, called I'm off? just not. Did I did. Call... Uh... No, I,
1: I landed, got on my phone, typed an email to my boss, like, as I type this email, we have just landed back in Billings. I will not be able to work tomorrow. And then I slept like, you know, went home and slept like 11 hours. But ever since then, off and on, I I am exhausted. Like, I barely made it through work on Thursday. I came home, went right to bed, basically did the same thing yesterday. <laughs> My body has still not gotten caught up. There's There's so much walking, there's so much noise, there's just so much and, you know, my strategy for alcohol in Vegas is just kind of to maintain, like, I don't get trashed, but I maintain, like, a certain level at all times. And that catches up with you eventually. Mm-hmm. So I think overall, my body is, uh, you
0: know, unhappy. So, so how, how'd your boss take that, that you're just uh, not going to come in? <laughs> oh, no, it was fine. It was fine. Oh, okay. Uh, it was fine.
1: I mean, it, it wasn't fine. I think someone else ended up calling out, too, but it was like, again, I'm not coming into work on less than three hours of sleep for something that's not my fault. Just It's just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's uh, kind of risky, because uh, I know plenty of people who, uh, like, if you call in, that it's like, well, then just don't bother coming in, you know, the next day. Oh, or... yeah. not not.
1: I, mean, I have so much PTO. I have the PTO.
0: Oh, okay. No, that's good. I was like, that's kind of, I don't know, kind of risky, just saying. I'm just not coming in.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's happened before, like uh, where basically, uh, you know, flights go badly. Yeah, we, we all I get mean, it.
0: Yeah, I, it happened to me too. When I came back from Germany, I was like, I'm gonna work tomorrow, and I'm like, yeah, after like a 20 hour flight, I'm not gonna work tomorrow. <laughs> I need, like, a couple of days. Uh, Yeah, I mean, even now, I've been flying back and forth uh, for the past 12 years, and it's every time. I need at least a day or two to, like, recharge.
1: You know what? You're going to need to give me some life hacks, because when I eventually fly out to Japan next year, I need... uh... I, I need I need guidance, because I imagine there's things you wouldn't think of that you need past, like, hour six on a plane until uh, it's too late.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I usually try to, uh, like... So some people either try to arrive in the morning or in, like, the, the evening. So if you arrive in the morning, then you can sleep during the flight. Whereas if you arrive in the evening, then you can go directly to the hotel. And usually you're so tired that, uh, you know, you can start your, the the very next day.
1: Right, but I imagine the options... The options for flight path from Billings, Montana to Tokyo do not leave a lot of options.
0: Yeah, pro- probably not. Um, I
1: imagine it's going to be, this is your option.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been looking at flights, too, to Japan, and they're pretty bad. <laughs> it's, a uh, it's like 30 hours, 20 hours layover. So, um... You know, it's, uh, it's not pretty. But uh, before we get any further into the podcast, um, I would just like to ask any and everyone listening, if they enjoy the episode or don't enjoy the episode, that please leave uh, a rating. Um, that would mean so much to us. And uh, also the poll. So we'll just leave that up in the description of each episode. If uh, you feel so inclined and have time please take the time out to fill out the poll. That would mean the world to us.
1: Yes. E- even if you hate it, we, we can yeah. take bad feedback. The only yeah. Hey, the only way, <laughs> if you think we're annoying, the only way we're going to change is if you tell us to stop being annoying. Yeah. So, so please, go for it.
0: Yeah. So, on whatever platform you listen uh, listen to us on, and we really appreciate it. Uh, please leave a rating. Yeah. So, getting back to the episode. Um, so, I guess we've broken a taboo. Um, by spilling, <laughs> by, by spilling your secrets, which is um, what, what happens if Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> right. And I don't know why. Which is so
1: not true, by the way. As soon as everybody comes from back from Vegas, they, they don't shut up about it.
0: <laughs> but I think that is like one of the most American expressions. And I, so I'm on Reddit a lot. And I always see people trying to translate that into, like, German or, like, Spanish or French. Like, how would you say this in Japanese? Uh, I don't know how you would say it in Japanese. But it's a very, like, like an American expression. Because it's one expression that we love to take and just, like, change up. So, I don't know. Like, whatever happens in New York stays in New York or something. Or whatever happens in this house stays in this house. So, oh, I've
1: never heard that.
0: No, like, people, yeah, like, people like to take the, the, the phrase itself and, like, change it. I've heard that a lot.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, like, they like to play with it a little bit, so, like, wordplay. Um, not necessarily, like, with New York, but, you know, it's one of, like, I would say one of the most famous okay. phrases... I, um, I
1: guess I've, I've, like, sat down with, like, management in an office before. Yeah. Like, as a, a, a one-on-one and had, like, all right,
0: what happens here stays here. I've had yeah, that. That, that kind of sentiment. Like, what happens here stays here. So n- n- maybe that version of the expression is much older than Vegas, but still this whole, like, what happens here stays here, it's definitely connected to Vegas. So we, we've already broken the taboo. And as you said... I think everyone who goes to Vegas always spills their secrets. Um, oh, so. yeah. And
1: honestly, <laughs> there's not that there's not that much to get up to that's really that depraved anymore. So even, like, I, it used to be a big thing when you're walking around the Strip. It was so annoying. Mm-hmm. There are people everywhere uh, with handbills. And uh, they, they take this big stack of handbills. I think I've talked about this before, but they smack their hands, and they're basically just trying to give you, like, strip club tickets or stuff like that. Like it's it's very annoying. Uh they ever since COVID, they basically shut all that down. Uh, So you can actually walk around the strip now without getting harassed. Uh which is which is nice. Like the mm -hmm. they'll like they'll allow people to like take out the Home Depot drums and like (laughs) make some music, which honestly I think is kinda cool. I Mm. I I did not I did not mind that. Uh Yeah, I I don't know. They've kind of, over the last few decades, they've really cleaned it up. It's kind of, Hmm. I mean, there's lots, you can, you know, you can go to the, to the nude shows and whatever. Those are still there, but it's, (laughs) it's, it's not like you're going to fall into it, you know, and all of a sudden you're going to, you know, go on like a cocaine bender or something.
0: (laughs) So you didn't, you didn't do anything in Vegas that, you know, you regret uh, broadcasting uh, to the world or anything. So, no, I, oh. <laughs> uh, I, I was uh, I was a model tourist. Um, so no, like secret marriage or anything, you know that that happened. I think Brittany did that. I don't know if we mentioned that last time. She got married in Vegas and then divorced a day later.
1: <laughs> nope, everything was uh, above uh. board, as to be expected.
0: So you'd say it was worth it. So like, and so you brought money with you to go gambling, and then did you? Like bring? Did you use the money you guys earned from like the uh, playing to pay for like other stuff?
1: Well, I mean, it's I don't really think of gambling that way. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, so there's like a few different ways you can think about gambling. Like whatever, mm-hmm. it's I have to my name. I have let's say in Chris Shower's bank account. I have ten thousand dollars. Like if I be- if I gamble a hundred and i win 200 i don't have like a hundred dollars i have ten thousand one hundred dollars you know yeah a lot of people just think of it that way and don't care it's for entertainment a lot of people and this is what you should do if you're smart especially if you're like a poker player Mm -hmm. is you establish a bankroll where you basically all right i'm investing two hundred dollars to gamble that that money Mm -hmm. is to gamble and gamble only and any and winnings go in that, and I'm gonna use this bankroll to progressively go to higher stakes things and win more money. Like that's if you're if you're actually looking to be a successful poker player, um, that's how you're supposed to do it.
0: That that's a that's a actually a very good, very good insight. I w- want to pick your brain a little bit on that. So, um, so you say like when you go to Vegas, you say I'm gonna take this set amount of money. So let's like like five hundred, like a grand. And if if it's gone, it's gone. Um, but so you're saying if you're like a poker, you should have like a bank account, like you kind of work with, kind of like like an an investment account, I guess, if you will.
1: Uh, yeah, you could think of it that way, and it's just, or you know, you can also think of it like I'm willing to spend six hundred dollars on entertainment on this trip. Hmm. If 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 I don't spend it all, cool. If I come back with more somehow, wow. But if I'm okay with spending 600 on entertainment, that's, for, for, like, not competitive gambling, that's the way to think about it. If you're actually doing something serious like poker, where your skill is going to determine how you do, mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, that's not the way to look at it.
0: Do you, so do people go to, to Vegas to do, like, uh, competitive gambling? Or is that mainly just... Oh, yeah, you know? yeah,
1: yeah. There's, there's huge, um, there's huge poker events there all the time. I really wanted to do a poker tournament there, but it poker tournaments take, like, an entire day or more, and you realistically just don't have the time on a vacation. Besides, I like, I went to a poker tournament here in town Wednesday night, which I probably shouldn't have because I was beyond exhausted Thursday, mm-hmm. and I didn't do that well anyway. But...
0: Huh. Yeah, I mean, that's super interesting. I never really thought of it like that. Uh, I do know that there are people who play poker professionally... But... Oh, yeah.
1: it's it, Poker has definitely become, like, my latest obsession. Not, like, from, like, a gambling addict part, but, like, learning the game. Like, <laughs> learning the math. Learning the strategies. Like, it's a very interesting game. And, uh... I got, I got a little full of myself on Wednesday. I, I was doing really well. And I went mm-hmm. all in, like, four times. Trying to crush people. And then it, it bit me once. And in a tournament, that's the end of it.
0: Goodbye. Well, that, you know, as they say, the house always wins. So... Um... There's definitely that. So what would you say, like, there are some, like... So we've been, I guess uh, this, in the last episode, we've been talking a lot about, like, preparing for Gigas, what you're going to do there. But, um, like, what are some things that you definitely wouldn't recommend? Or, like, some things you definitely shouldn't do, like, when you're in the casino? Gotcha. uh...
1: Well, first of all, recommend, uh, within reason. There, so basically... There's, like, two or three huge companies in Vegas that own all the strip hotels. So, like, you can go to the Luxor and you can go to the Mandalay, but they're owned by the same person. If you have a Luxor room key, you can use the pool at the Mandalay, mm. right? So whenever you're at a new, like, area owned by a different company, go, get a, go to the cashier, get a player's card. Uh, they're free. And basically, you just plug them into machines and it tracks how much you spend and stuff like that. Uh, when I signed up for the Caesars player's card, I got $10 in free credit. I lost it all, but that's <laughs> 10 free dollars. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you actually end up gambling enough, you know, you, I have a friend who has a pretty high level, uh, rewards card, so he gets like free rooms and stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to spend a lot of money to get there. I'm not recommending that, but it seems to work out for him. Uh slot machines are horrible odds pretty much a waste of your time also uh so there are normal slot machines and then there's like branded slot machines right
0: what's the difference
1: so like there might be like a uh like a tv show or a movie or something like they all have their own uh, slot machines the odds on those are usually even lower because the idea is like oh you want to go play slot machine of your favorite show well, we're going to lower the odds a little bit.
0: And those are electronic, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay.
1: And uh, other than that, uh, if you play Blackjack, make sure you have enough chips to always split or double down or you're losing value. Hmm. Uh, Ultimate Texas Hold'em is really fun and has a very small house edge. I actually ended up winning like 60, 70 bucks uh, playing for like, Maybe, like, 45 minutes and I had a blast the whole time. Uh, maybe some non-gambling related do's and don'ts. Let's see. Don't count cards.
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, don't be obvious. Here's the thing.
1: If you just decide you're going to try to count cards, Uh you're more likely to mess it up and put yourself in a worse situation. If you can do it right, you're in a great situation. Just don't make it obvious. Uh. But it's, it's not easy to do. There's a reason it's like, you know, the people who invented it and the people who tend to be good at it are either math nerds who became, they're basically all math nerds that became professional gamblers. Mm. Like math majors.
0: Yeah, I think that was the basis of the one movie, 21, is they're yeah. all MIT math nerds. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, you don't have to pay to get into the casino, do you? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, it mean, could. So, like, if you win and they cash you out, do so. Like, let's say you go to like a blackjack table, and you win, I don't know, a hundred dollars. Does the casino take a cut of that, or do they like cash you out at a hundred?
1: Oh no, not at all. Although you should tip tip your dealers when you
0: win. Oh, okay. See, like, oh. some, I I forgot. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, uh, although, small benefit if you want to play the virtual tables. There's no t- dealer to tip, and if the odds are the same, I mean, you might as I mean, a lot of people love playing at, like, physical tables. It's like a social thing. You can, you know, chat with the dealer yeah. and chat with people next to you. The dealers are on your side. They want you to win. Like, they're so, friendly people. They, you know, uh, they don't get tipped if you lose.
0: Uh. So So good etiquette would be to tip your dealer. So, like... Do people like serve you drinks at the tables, like like waitresses or? Yeah, waivers? so the,
1: the this is the thing I'm never prepared for because I never carry cash, and when mm-hmm. I do, it's for gambling. So I'm never carrying small bills. When you're gambling, if you're gambling long enough and somebody sees you, you'll probably get a free drink. You need to have like a five or some ones around to like tip for that free drink. That is expected. To tip for
0: free, you have to tip for a free drink. That's very interesting.
1: (laughs) I mean, that is the expectation. Uh, You tip for like everything in Vegas. So like uh, when we got our, we stashed our bags. So the day we checked out, checkout was at eleven. Our flight didn't take off until seven pm. So we just stashed our bags at our hotel, like you know, at the the bell desk, and uh, left and came back later. Uh, we handed that guy five. It was only three backpacks, but that's ex- expectation. You pretty much tip for everything.
0: So par- parking, uh, valet parking, uh, drinks. Uh... If you use a
1: shuttle, if you oh, ever sh- use a shuttle.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So tipping culture in the U S is very, is very big. I think anyone who knows at, l- at least a little bit about the U S knows that tipping is very much ingrained into American culture, but I personally didn't know that it was that big of a deal in Vegas because I've unfortunately never been. Maybe someday everyone's been to Vegas, but me.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I I imagine because uh, I was just thinking about this. Like you know we're at we're at Hell's Kitchen right, and I said uh-huh. our so three courses ninety five dollars. Our drinks were like twenty. Uh, we had a third person with with us that ordered like a thirty dollar salad and a twenty dollar drink. So I I'm not gonna do the whole math here, but take that add a 20% tip because we always tip 20% Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, that's supposed to be like a good tip.
0: Yeah. I think that's Um, a standard.
1: Even if, even if you stiff this guy and give him like five or 10%, like he's doing okay. Like if you're, if you can get a server job at like a nice, nice restaurant in Vegas where people are already like, you know, feeling good and feeling generous, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to do pretty well. The only caveat is you're going to have a lot of tourists from non-tipping countries that don't get it, so you're probably going to get stiffed a few times with them out, even with them not even thinking about it. So, so remember,
0: so if you do go to Vegas, be sure to tip. <laughs>
1: yeah, I hate it. I, if we could live in, if it wasn't a thing, I would love to see it, it gone. But it basically just subsidizes restaurants' wages, so they don't have to pay people living wages. It's very frustrating, yeah. but the the solution the alternative is not giving somebody their expected living wage and that's not okay
0: no that's definitely definitely true so yeah unfortunately a lot of stuff in the U S is really really tipping based so f- foods hotels uh, bartenders um, I guess one last thing before you know we uh, check out for the day I was going back to Germany uh, in August and I, I what I bought like a sandwich or something from like a vending not from a vending machine. Um, I can't remember what it was. You know what? I went to actually I went to the counter. I ordered I think like a McDonald's or something like a McDonald's, and they were done and they're like, "Would you like to leave a tip?" And I'm like, "For what? Like you didn't do anything. All I you rung up my order, and then that was it. It was like, I don't know, a minute, and so I'm supposed to tip that. And so when I was in the U.S., I was kind of shocked by now all these machines are asking me for a tip. Or I went to like a Denny's and they didn't, it was like a normal restaurant. Usually the, the usually the culture is if you go to a restaurant and you sit down, you should tip. Um, if you pick up your food, you can tip. You don't necessarily have to. Um, and so I just put it in regular order. And I picked it up myself. And the screen was like, would you like to tip? I was like, no, I don't want to tip. So... Uh, but that's yeah my and, last and two it's scenes. getting worse everything has yeah. the turnaround screen this, these days yeah so that's my uh my last uh, two cents i don't know if you have anything to add before we uh shut off for today uh no other than just
1: you know i uh i i recommend it if you can reasonably and affordably go to vegas yeah uh be smart about it if you and you do not have to gamble there's plenty to do without gambling <laughs> but if you are gonna gamble bring the cash it's way more expensive to use an atm there and decide you're gonna you are willing to throw x dollars into the fire and be okay with it because there's a good chance that's what's gonna happen
0: so if so if any of you do go to vegas and do decide to gamble let us know send us an email (laughs) yeah we love love to hear hear about about it it. yeah all right thanks so much for listening and see you in the next one all right bye (laughs) bye We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little.
1: We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our discord or email address, both of which will be listed
0: in in the description. Thanks again for listening and until next time.